Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei. Hey, Dojo Nation, welcome to the 276th episode of Smoke Night Live. Do not adjust your screens. There is far less gray hair on the screen today. <laughs> Randy and I are in as the special co-host. Um, uh, Master Sensei is on assignment um, in an undisclosed location. I say this all the time when someone's out undisclosed. It's, we can't tell you it's for your own safety. Uh, Randy. You've got a fantastic hat happening today. Yep, You've yep. got very nice uh, rocks glass with a, a yeah. love beverage in there. Let me see that glass. I, I didn't really get one of those. No, That's you a didn't. a nice little cigar <laughs> dojo rocks glass. Oh, I got I got skipped on those, man. How's the yeah, How's come, the come. aside from mouth feel? How's the hand feel on that guy? Yeah. Oh man, it it it's, it fills the whole palm. You know, really oh. gives you something to hold on to. It's got a nice thick base. Got it's got some weight to it. To it. Yeah, so no, many. That's... that's what she says in here. I just I can't even know how to handle it. Family show. Family show. Skinny jeans. Randy, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, man. Super excited. As you said, it's our first time guest hosting uh, Smoke Night Live. I feel totally honored. Uh, I, I got to ask you: Did you actually see? So disclosed or, or otherwise, did you see where Eric is today? I saw a picture of a place that I would like to be. Oh and, my gosh! And I also saw like the, there's the the dojo uh, stone or something. stone. Um, I, yeah, what is that called? It's a, it's like the Ebor City uh, Cigar Walk of, Walk of Fame. Yeah, what what an honor, you know. So shout out to Dojo Nation, everybody that, that supports Cigar Dojo to uh, rise the community to the ranks of such a uh, you know respected esteem to have a stone in the in the street. Named after Cigar Dojo. What a cool thing, man. I gotta I mean, see if I can. Really, it was, it was just like some wet cement that he wrote. His, <laughs> he brought a stick. He wrote Never Smoke Alone in there and, and ran off before he got in trouble. It's like, like a cartoon in the 50s or something. Um, Jordan, how's everything going back? Well, hold on. Base? Let me see if I can bring in these images you guys are talking Ooh. about. Oh, look at that. Nice. nice. Never Smoke yeah, Alone, baby. Clearly, he was done that just with his finger. Yeah. It's not etched in the stone or anything. That looks like a proud papa. So, so what is this? I know it's in Ebor City, yeah. Jordan. Why is that there? Uh, my mom got that as a Christmas present for my dad, and so you can just pay to have uh, whatever the heck you want to write on there. And they got it right out in front of a King Corona, I believe. Oh, that's oh, so cool. sweet deal. Very nice. So cool. That's awesome. Yeah, they do that out in front of. I know they do it in front of a lot of ballparks, and I promise. With our guests, we will not have a lot of baseball talk, although there is one major topic that we'll probably cover today. Uh, but out in front of uh, Oracle Park here in San Francisco, um, for people who, you know, seat licenses or whatever, they get their family name in the brick or whatever it is outside. You know, they do that in a lot of different places. That's really cool, though, that you can uh, – and it's right out in front of the cigar shop. That's so awesome. we're thinking about, I don't know the deets, but, like, doing some sort of a dojoverse badge where if you go out there – take a photo with you by the stone hashtag whatever it's going to be you'll get a, a, a limited edition badge like uh, like when you kiss the blarney stone that's right <laughs> same kind of idea 
Although that Earth. apparently you have to hang upside down and kiss. I don't know. That's... Look, look it up. Blarney Stone. It's an irony. Um, yeah. No, that's that's really cool. Um, I thought what you were gonna say was that you were gonna get the Flavor Odyssey logo with my face and Randy's face etched into the uh, the brick right next to it. That's, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's you next were Christmas. Say. And it was. I'm really really bummed uh, that that's not the answer. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway. So let's get back to the to what's happening at hand. Smoke Night Live, very exciting. I'm actually a little bit nervous hosting uh, the show and trying to fill the the, the master sensei shoes. Uh, and then I made the, the joke about his hair, and I, I and then I have to ask him about the '70s. It's just a thing that I always do with him, and uh, we have a kind of a father son relationship. <laughs> you <laughs> fill in only, for like... this guy, and the first thing you do is just <laughs> he, rip him down. Yeah, just, he was eight years old when you were born. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm ripping him because he's not here. That's really just, that's my style. You know, it's some, no, that's not true. I think we were here. Um, Jordan is back at home base. We've got uh, a full audience. Oh, in we got, uh, yeah. Well, look at this. Look at this raucous audience. Mm -hmm. oh, <laughs> I said yeah, raucous. Man's raucous. <laughs> is that, is that Chick-fil-A on the table there? Is that what I see? Oh. Closed yeah. on Sundays. Like, that's just me. I see some old Forester. Nice. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on in there. Uh, okay. And we've got a, a very special guest, one of my favorites. And we're smoking uh, some of the cigars from uh, from his company, from the company that he works with. Uh, Miguel Shodell of Crown Head Cigars is kind enough to join us tonight. Miguel, how's everything going, man? Man, I'm doing fantastic. I, I love uh, being a guest on the show. Obviously, I, I have a lot of love and respect for Cigar Dojo. Um, Randy, great seeing you. Rob, you and I go back here, and, and um, I'm, I'm excited to be part of the baseball show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, now, now it's time I step in. So you're bearing the lead. How, yeah, it's so exciting. This is the first show after the Cigar of the Year award show. And Crown Heads landed with two, not one, but two cigars on a top 10 list. How does that make you feel, Miguel? <laughs> you know, uh, I, will, I will tell you this, that, uh, and, and we were talking a little bit off camera, that there are definitely some people out there that rate cigars and create these top 25 lists that you just, you, you over the years, you've just really respect what they do. You respect the work they put into it. And so, you know, Cigar Dojo is one of them. The, one of the top top three in the in the business and so when you you know as a company you get that recognition it, it truly truly means a lot man and we feel very blessed and i know john and mike the owners of crown heads are very excited the factories that we work with are very excited um so it's been really it's been it's been great man great way to put a bow on 2020 yeah you guys you guys had a really good year not just the fact that i mean obviously getting two cigars in the top 10 and jordan has that happened before I don't think so. Like that that's un, this is un, I mean unprecedented is such a played out word this this year because everything is unprecedented. But I mean that's that's a first like that's a that's a dojo first have one company get two cigars in the top 10. That's uh, that's awesome. But you guys just really kind of crushed it in a year that was unprecedented. Um I mean you had like Miguel you and I were uh, messaging uh, earlier in the week you guys have like seven or eight different uh, releases, I mean, including limited editions, and I'm probably underselling a little bit on that number um, with uh, the Mil Diaz being uh, the big release, obviously. That was the one uh, that was number three. Uh, I was fired. I already got fired. All right, guys, I'm fired. I'll see you later. Uh, uh, so that, was, that chimed in at number three on the list. 
Um, but there were so many different things, and it just it felt like every few days there was something new coming out of Crowned Heads, and there was, there was just so much chatter online and so many people talking about the company that in a year where there was not much to get excited about, um, your company was really on the forefront of the cigar industry and, and like what to get pumped about. Like we were just looking for all kinds of new stuff from you guys, and it was always popping up. Yeah, you know, we, we made a decision early on uh, in 2020 when COVID kind of hit. Obviously, we didn't know how long it was going to last, how it was going to affect factories and, and all these kind of things that, that, that happened. I mean, no one could have predicted how it worked out. But John, Mike, and myself made a decision early on that we were going to go on the schedule that we had laid out the previous year and we were going to go full force. I think ultimately what happens is retailers – as their doors were open, their doors were closed, road, you know, curbside, all these things were going on. Talking to some of our best retailers in the country, the number one thing that we kept hearing was, man, I, I need, I need products. You know, I need new products because that's what brings guys in. That's what gets them through the door. They pick up some of the new products and then they pick up some of the other things that have been around, right? And so we had a very ambitious um, schedule that we had laid out and without you know, been ounce of, of what was going to happen with COVID. So we decided to just press forward, go ahead and make sure that these retailers um, had products that they could show off via social media, create curbside packages and all this that they would get excited about. You know, some of those LEs uh, people know, you know, Mule Kick and, and uh, Las Calaveras that we do every year. We did some special projects with uh, with uh, Casa de Monte Cristo and we just try to keep it going. And, and Capa Especial for Kicks uh, and then with Mil Diaz, we had two major releases this year. And the crazy thing was, I think Mil Diaz overshadowed a little bit of Kappa. But then all these these top 25 lists came out, and they both tend to pop up on those lists. So uh, you talk about feeling very blessed, very lucky. Um, you know, we, we definitely are very appreciative of the success that we've had. Well, I got to tell you, I, I'm I'm actually smoking the, the Kappa Special myself, the uh, um, and so I'd love to ask you a little bit about this cigar. I, th I think you're you're going with the Mil Diaz, right, Rob? I am. And this uh, we'll get into mine in a minute. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but something you you said, I'm kind of curious, Miguel. You know, as as a head of sales, uh, uh, the national sales manager for the company, would you say that because of this unique situation and the brick and mortars need for that? That that new, that sexy, that that appeal to you know really gain some interest, uh, and obviously as you said, it aligned really well with what uh, was already set out to be an ambitious uh, release schedule for you. Did you, did you find that it actually bonded you better than than you had with uh, a lot of your customers that they leaned on you more heavily? As we know, some some uh, manufacturers kind of you know went the other direction. They canceled some of this year's releases, or they postponed some of this year's releases. Did that put you in a really uh, advantageous uh, situation as you, as you talk to your regular customers? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of our customers were just very positive in response to all the things that we were doing and we were sharing with them, um, which could have really backfired, right? Because we didn't know how this was going to go, right? You could end up with a warehouse full of cigars and that could be disastrous, you know what I mean? Trying to run a company, right? So um, but it turned out to be very positive. We decided to just go full force. Retailers were extremely, very, very receptive to it. And um, that, that does, I mean, that bonds your relationship with the retailer. When the retailers are telling us, look, hey, man, 
you know, last month would have been rough, but that new release you guys put out really kind of took me over the edge and really helped me out. Those are the kind of things that maybe consumers, you know, aren't really a part of, right? And so retailers play such a big part of a, a company's success and getting the word out on their blends and their brands. And it's truly a partnership. And so we definitely this year, I think, really bonded with our retailers at another level. And without being able to be on the road as much or seeing everybody, we really relied on them, one, to share the stories with the consumers. And then us really, and then us on our end, we had to, you know, really lay heavy on the factories that we worked with, you know, Drew Estate, um, Don Pepin Garcia to my father, um, Ernesto Perez Carrillo, and then uh, Pichardo. Uh, they, those factories really had to come through for us. And obviously they were dealing with COVID as well. And so very aggressive. Um, it turned out incredibly successful. Uh, and all that thanks goes to the factories goes to, you know, our retailers and then ultimately the consumer who were very receptive and to support these items. So it was, man, it was an incredible, incredible year, man. You know, I know a lot of people said, you know, the year sucked and want to get past it, but sometimes those challenging years are the most memorable and maybe it's too soon now, but you know, in a couple of years you look back and say, man, I'm, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of my family. I'm proud of my team, proud of my company, how we performed under pressure, you know? Oh, great. Yeah, great points. Great points. That's uh, it was it was just such such an interesting year. Um, and really, like, I feel like the company and I, and I, I actually have a review uh, of the the middle Diaz that will be uh, posted very, very soon. And we can get into that in a second. But Wouldn't one that thing I so cool if they like posted it this, been, the same day. Yeah. I mean, same day that been, we had me get on the show. It would have been really cool. If only there was like a managing editor guy that could. If I would have told you that that that's what I, that's what my plan was. I told Randy. And I thought that that meant that everybody knew because Randy really <laughs> is not the best secret keeper. So uh, I figured that he would just kind of blurt it out. But that was my mistake. But anyway, uh, spoilers, it rated very highly. Um, obviously, it was, our number, it was our number three cigar of the year. So, of course, it rated highly. Um, but there's, there, uh, there was one thing that I talked about in that, uh, in that review at the beginning where it's Crown Head just burst onto the scene back in, I think it was 2011. Right. It, yeah, I think it was it was 2011 yep. with with four yep. kicks and and they just skyrocketed and then it, it kind of felt to me that at least in the online world uh, and that's kind of where we live in um, it, they kind of plateaued around like 15 16 and it was still they were still a popular company making great cigars mm-hmm. but the hype had kind of the hype train had kind of slowed a bit and yeah. that was and they brought you on Miguel in 2017 I believe right yep. Yeah, and it was, and, and it feels like since 2017, 2018, it's just been that hype train has been on that steady ascent again, and it just peaked last year. It was, it was, and we don't. We were talking about this before, like a, a company that I felt made like the biggest splash uh, last year was definitely you guys. It was just, it was really just kind of impressive to watch and to watch you guys navigate through such a strange minefield of, of uh, like. All, all the things you're just saying. I mean, you could have ended up with a, a warehouse full of cigars, not because they're not great, but just because there's nobody who can buy them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And look, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, every company, look, John and Mike combined have like 50 years in the premium cigar world. You know, Crown Heads is, is 10 years old this year, but they have been around uh, with the old CAO days and the old general cigar days for Mike and 
And so you got two guys that, that really have a lot of hands in this industry for a long time. And so what you ultimately, I think, have was in the beginning is a lot of people were excited to see what they were going to do post-CAO. And it was a, a rocket, you know what I mean? I think every, any company, it's tough to maintain that, you know. Um, I use baseball as an analogy a lot, but, you know, if you win a couple World Series, the toughest thing to do is to keep winning World Series, right? And so I think they got to a point in growth where um, it was, it was there were a lot of different ideas on the table, and, and I got to come in. Uh, and my relationship with them go way back to the CAO days. That's where I cut my teeth about 18 years ago, uh, where really? I met John I and Mike. That. Yeah, I spent. Uh, that's where I joined them. I joined them at CAO Cigars. I was at CAO for about seven years with them, and um, and I think I was able to come on and take the load of of sales and, and a little bit of international sales and a few different things that allowed them to concentrate on the business aspect. And John, being you know the creative wizard that he is being able to take some things off his plate so he could really focus on what he does best. And um, and I'd like to think that our sales guys, um, Wes, Brian, David, Miguel, Ed, uh, Fia, all these guys that work with us, um, we've put together a hell of a, I think, a team, a small team that has been very successful at what they do. And I, and I honestly tell you that all of us are very humbled when you have success and when you've found a niche that you're very good at. And, uh, you know, we never let it go to our heads. It's, it's been just what can we do better to one service our retailers and two, what can we do to really keep the excitement on the consumer side? Because it doesn't matter if you're making watches or you're making cars or whatever you're doing. Innovation is what drives any industry. And even though tobacco is as old as the earth, um, there is so much blending. There is so many different kind of fermentation techniques. There are so many different ways and new seed strains that it's hard for someone outside of the industry to understand, but you can absolutely make unique and distinctive things that have never been tasted before in our industry. And, um, and, and I think the, the goal is you're always chasing that, always chasing new type, new flavors, new styles. And so it's been very uh, a big blessing for us. And a big part of this year to success was we partnered up with Ace Prime Cigars. And Ace Prime is the cigar brand for Pichardo and Luciano, but they are really growers and, and rollers first. And so their factory, uh, uh, Tobacco Letter Pichardo down in Nicaragua, they were able to concentrate on buying tobacco, aging tobacco, blending, and we took over their sales so that we could really team up as a, as almost like a partner in a sense to really just continue to grow and and try to give to the industry uh, new and exciting things. And um, you know, you try to design it, and when and it doesn't always work out, but when it does, you you feel very blessed, man, very blessed. Yeah, I, I got to say, you, you just gave us uh, several things that I'm sure both Rob and I will want to follow up on. But before we do that, I got to give you credit, man. Uh, you know, you talk about guiding your team, uh, helping to create these partnerships and everything. Uh, and this year, you know, one of the things that a lot of companies uh, struggled with, to be honest, and, and, and was so imperative as we were all some of us were stuck at home. Uh, you know, you've done a great job of, of that online presence, you, you know, out, out there, you know, keeping your face in front of the brand. Um, you know, you personally are, are so um, much more ingrained and, and synonymous with what Crown Heads is and what we see on, on social media. And so, uh, you know, I, I, 
hats off to you at, at keeping that that relevancy with, with the consumers in general. Thank you, man. Thank you. Really, um, as a guy that's involved in sales, you know, I'm not really a, a guy that enjoys, you know, the 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 attention or whatever. I mean, you know, I like to I'm selling is my thing. But in the COVID world, you had to kind of reach out a different way. And um, and I've enjoyed it. And, and man, I tell you, I, I, I swear to this day, man, I've been in this business 18 years. I've been smoking about 21 years. I still get excited opening a new box. When I go out to a retailer and I meet a consumer who's like, hey, man, I've been smoking for 10 years, never heard of your brand, picked up some cigars, I'm buying a box. That excitement still lives within me. And and I hope it never goes away. But, you know, I just feel very blessed to be with Crown Heads, be a part of the team and just be a, a piece of the pie that hopefully is creating um, a legacy of excitement and John takes the industry very serious, right? Because there's so many legends in his business. If we can just be a part of that and do our part and keep it going, um, I think we've succeeded, man. Uh, we do have an audience question uh, from Tanner Cole. Any idea when Lost Angel hits the market? Mm. So, talking about successes, <laughs> and then there's the other side. At some point, you know, factories started shutting down because of COVID. And so you have to rationalize what you're working on, what you're doing. Instead of having 20 pairs, now you have 10 pairs of rollers. And so that was one product that got put on the back on the back seat, on the back burner, and said, "Okay, we're going to reapproach this next year." And so uh, everything hasn't been flushed out yet, but I can tell you that blends have been worked on, uh, and and you'll see something this year that'll hopefully continue that story. So that is, uh, for the guys that don't know, the your TAA exclusive following the Angels Anvil. Absolutely. So yeah, RTA exclusive has always been the law, uh, the, the Angels Anvil, and we wanted to do something different. Again, 2020, it's a different year, you know, and, and so we did. Uh, we were working on the Lost Angel and got very far along, and then you realize, hey, you know what? Um, we need to produce more of this and more of that. And what happened was that was going to be made at Ernie's factory, EPC's factory, and. Kappa took off like, you know, like a bat out of hell, man. And, and so you had to kind of rationalize it. Okay, man, I, I can't, I've got to, you know, make these decisions and not me, but Mike and John. And, and I think it was the right decision at the end of the year. And, um, which, which gets you really excited because there's things that you worked on last year you couldn't complete. And so this year it's like, there's a lot of things we want to do. We got, we have to revisit Lake Karim. Um, Broadleaf is becoming a little bit more available now. So we're working on that. So th there's so many great things that, we want to do in 2020 and, um, and, and really kind of pushed off to this year. Robbie is, uh, your mic is muted. Oh, that is go. just a rookie mistake. It's, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to blame Patrick Larkin because he was messaging me <laughs> on Facebook and I had the, the, the window open and I, I muted myself because I am a professional while I was typing. So you didn't have to listen to the clickety clack and then uh, decided I was going to talk without my <laughs> microphone on. So I went from professional to rookie. Happens uh, to the best of us. It does. It does. Sometimes you get sent down. It doesn't matter. You mean, you come up, you have a good rookie year. The second yeah. year, that sophomore slump. <laughs> yep. you got to go back yeah. down to triple A and figure it out. You know, you got uh, to go back to farm. <laughs> and, and Miguel, we had sad news today. We be, we we would be remiss to not mention the passing of uh, of an absolute legend, 
Uh, Hank Aaron uh, left us today at the age of 86. It's a really, really good run, uh, 86. Uh, but he was, you know, it's funny. You talk about um, like an, just an absolute legend, but I still feel like he was unappreciated in his time. You know, well, I, I, yeah, it's tough. I, I think that Hank, I mean, you got to remember, Hank, he just passed away today. And to think that, you know, when he first started playing, he was playing in the Negro Leagues. He played for the Indianapolis Clowns and then got a shot to to join the Milwaukee Braves. And really, it was the reason he got to play was because the player in front of him broke his ankle, who's a very famous player. And the name is escaping me right now. But got the opportunity to play and did not let that let that go. And he and he turned out to be what people consider to be the top five greatest players that have ever graced the sport of baseball. He is one of them. And on top of that, he was a civil rights activist. Um, he was uh, a kid from Mobile, Alabama. And uh, I put a post today that he, he went from Mobile, Alabama to Cooperstown, New York. I mean, um, just an incredible legend, a great ambassador for the game. Hammer and Hank Aaron. Um you know, I raised my rum to that man's life. Uh, he was much more than a ball player. Uh, he was a humanitarian. And um, and just just uh, absolutely, Rob, you got it. You know, it's one of those things you got to mention. He was he was uh, he was more than a ball player. Yeah. I mean, he was you could you could really classify him as an American hero and uh, yeah. for from a lot of different senses of the word. Um, but uh, anyway, with with that, I just felt like it was something we should mention. But so, uh, you know what? I, I actually before uh, that's that's fantastic uh, uh, tribute there. Before we get into the cigars, and uh, obviously we both have some follow ups on what we're smoking here. Uh, I'd be remiss not to mention that tonight's episode of Smoke Night Live, guests hosted by the tremendous Twins of Taste, the hosts of Flavor Odyssey, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs, is sponsored by none other than JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high end boxes plus a large selection of cigar accessories. This year, JR Cigar is celebrating their 50th anniversary. They'll be celebrating all year long with amazing promotions, contests, sweepstakes, and several limited-run projects with some of your favorite manufacturers. Join JR in celebrating 50 years of excellence and go to jrcigars.com and stock up on both of these crown heads' top 10 Cigar of the Year selections today. <laughs> that that's that right there is a standing ovation you that was I mean? that was impressive and you know what you had me at twins of taste baby that, that was phenomenal that is, that is amazing phenomenal. That's, that uh, i think that's that's got to be on something on a sticker on a t it's a bumper sticker maybe a t-shirt you, you had the energy of last week's you know last week was a little too like car salesman this one you had the energy but you know you kept it real you kind yeah. of reminded me of the uh, the Micro Machines guy. You remember the guy who did the Micro Machines oh, commercial? Yeah. Who talked yeah. really, really fast. The fastest <laughs> talk in the world. It uh, <laughs> was a little like, Randy the Micro Machines guy. Twins of Taste. Come on, get out of here. Twins of Taste, double R. Yeah, I, mean, I, I had to do a little something, you know. It's it's our like again. It's our first time on, on Smoke Night Live as, as the as the guest host. Uh, but but uh, it, it, with that being said, I had to follow up and, and kind of segue something that uh, Miguel said into the cigar that I'm smoking with the the Four Kicks Capa Especial. Uh, you know, you mentioned how many different variations there are. Well, well, you know, I don't know how many tens of hundreds of thousands of cigars have, have been blended, that there's still so many things that, that you can find uh, to, to make a cigar different. And so um, 
I, I wanted to just mention this cigar. I'm a huge fan of the Sum- Sumatra tobacco. I, I think the, uh, the the difference between the the Habano wrapper and the Sumatra wrapper on, on on this really makes a huge difference. I mean, this you know, if I had smoked these blind, not knowing, I, I would never guess these had anything similar to each other. Uh, but but I was curious. I did see some um, kind of uh, conflicting information on this cigar. Is it simply the? Is it only the wrapper that's changed, or is there a a, a filler tweak? To kind of match that uh, Sumatra flavor, there is a filler tweak. You are okay. correct. There is a filler tweak, and or uh, a, a tweak to the filler, as you as they say. And you know, um, Four Kicks obviously has a lot of meaning to Crown Heads. It was the first cigar that Mike and John released. The original is still a mega seller for us. And you know, when they created that cigar, you know, it came down to three different blends and Ernie. Ernesto Perez Carrillo, who is your number one cigar of the year, Ernie, he's known as the Sultan of Sumatra, not to be confused with Babe Ruth, the Sultan of Swat, another baseball reference there. (laughs) Um, He is the Sultan of Sumatra, and he's a a diehard Sumatra fan, and I would argue that he probably knows how to work with Sumatra more than any cigar blender maker in the industry. And so when it came down to the blends, I mean, ultimately – uh, John and Mike chose the original Four Kicks blend with the Habano Ecuador wrapper, and this blend has always been there and in the background, I guess really just kind of waiting to, to see the light of day, and it was a blend where we go, you know, Ernie, Ernie's a legend. He's a Hall of Famer. He, Ernie is um, a living legend. Anyone out there in the cigar world, if, if, you, if you aren't too familiar with Ernie, to understand his story, the history from his days at La Gloria Cubana when it was just a little factory in Little Havana to when General um, purchased it to him kicking his own factory off and his own brand off again when he could have just retired. Um, he, he's a legend. And so we took that blend that he favored, that he worked on, and that is Capa Especial. And the Capa, obviously, the highlight is because it's Sumatra. And to Ernie, it is very special to him, the Sumatra wrapper. And so it is really kind of an ode to Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Fantastic. And what's and what's funny is it's the blue band is very close to the blue band on your guys' number one cigar, and they're made <laughs> in the same factory. So you know, yeah. So when when Crownheads first came onto the scene, right, it's 2011, it was mm-hmm. uh, Ernie did the first three to four releases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all came out of uh, came out of his factory. And yeah, it was uh, if I'm not mistaken, Four Kicks, uh, Heavy Grange, JD Howard. And then, yeah. Okay. You know, then we got to and link then, up with uh, with uh, yeah. my father, Don Pepin, Yanni, and Jaime. And then, and so now you've got stuff coming out of uh, Pachardo, which we'll talk about in a second. Is mm-hmm. are those the three factories, or is there another one? Uh, State, State, State as well. Oh, and Drew State. Done. Okay. Yeah. I knew I was forgetting an obvious one. That's why <laughs> I asked the question. Um, so, Tabacalero Pachardo. Mm-hmm. This is Mel Diaz is the second cigar to come out of that factory for you guys. The first one was the Juarez. So yep. how did that relationship come together? Um, and uh, between conversations that you and I have had, I mean, I know that that's, that's a conversation that's obviously moving forward. There's gonna be a lot more stuff coming out of their factory for you guys, but let us know, like, how did that get started? And um, yeah, if maybe what's coming next, if you could let us know. Yeah, you know, um, as I said, I've been in the industry a long time. I've been very blessed to spend a lot of time in Nicaragua and I've met a lot of people. And I became friends with um, Iradio Pichardo, and through Iradio, I met Luciano. And uh, they've always kind of worked, well, 
Pichardo grew up in the cigar industry in Havana, Cuba. Uh, he worked on the Portaga Series D. That was one of the programs that he worked on for Habanos. And when he left, um, I mean, his he's got this incredible story, this in incredible um, history in the business. And so he reestablished himself in Nicaragua. I became friends with him and hung out in his factory. And and he's you know he's just a great guy. He sold a lot of cigars overseas. The American market really wasn't you know his thing. And so just become friends with him for, you know, a decade or more. And then when I joined Crown Heads, um, obviously, you you know, I have so much love and respect for Mike Connor and John Huber that it was, hey, you know, uh, I love you guys. And I've got these really good friends that have a factory down in Nicaragua. And I think their stuff is mind blowing. But a lot of people in the States don't know them. You know what I mean? South America, Asia. Um, but and so really it was up to John and Mike and they fostered that relationship and became pretty close. And then it was, hey, let's let's try something. You know what I mean? And, and that's where Juarez and Mil Diaz came from. And it took, got to a point where we said, you know what? We love what you guys are doing. We think there's so much potential and there's such great stuff that let's distribute your brand, which we've never done before at Crown Heads. We've never distributed anyone else's products. And uh, so it, it, it was a partnership. And, and Luciano and John have really hit it off. And they, they both love tobacco. And, and, and so it's one of those things where we get to have a relationship with a factory in Nicaragua where it almost feels like we have, you know, a skin in the game down there, kind of like we do with Ernie, where we have a lot of say, a lot of control, and they they really allow us to to use their factory like it's one of our, it's like our own. And so that really turned into the relationship that we have today. And obviously we have so much respect and love for them that we love their cigars. And we said, look, man, we, you know, they were at the trade show one year and we said, man, we, we should help. We should distribute your guys' stuff. Let's get this out there to more people. Because at the end of the day, cigar smokers want cigars that they love and they smoke and they can experience. And so it was our way to say, hey, look, Crown Heads, guys, check out this other other company that is really a brand that you may never even heard of that is making incredible product. And it's been a, a great relationship. And I think this industry is all about relationships. And And, you know, when you hear stories about, you know, um, Jonathan Drew, when he first started going down there and he slept on the factory floor, I think of Nick Perdomo and and all these other guys who helped each other out and Nestor Placencia helping out A.J. Fernandez. And that's really what this industry is about. And so it was kind of our way to kind of lend a hand to them. And because of their product and the tobacco that they grow, they have many different uh, fields and they have their factory. They were able to give us stuff that maybe we couldn't necessarily get our hands on as just a as a as a brand. So. It's worked out great, man, and very proud of it. You know, that's yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. So just to be clear, and I, I, I'm just going to make you uncomfortable here. You're taking full credit for this relationship. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just want to be clear. Yeah. No, no, no. Look, I, you know, I, 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 people ask me, they go, "Oh, Miguel's a national sales." Yeah, I get to sample cigar. I get to give my two cents. You know, John's very good about that. You know, but. Um, you know, when, when something happens really cool like that, I I, uh, I go, heck, yeah, man, I introduced them. You know, that's got to mean something, you know. But, uh, no, they're good people, and I'm just proud to be able to have two different friends uh, come together and, and, and work together, man. It's really cool. Yeah, we yeah, got it, to spend a little bit of time. Sorry, Randy, I keep cutting you off, man. No, 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 you're, you're about to tell the same story I was. Go right ahead. We got to spend a little bit of time with them at uh, IPCPR of uh, 2019. It was still IPCPR at the time. Uh, PCA now. Uh, PCA, right? It's not PAC. Yep, yep, I, I always get, I always, I, I screw it up either way. So I may as well just say them both and <laughs> you guys tell me which is right. Uh, but we got to uh, spend a little time with them. This That was their first time 
uh, as far as I know, um, having mm-hmm. a booth at the trade show. And uh, they were very, very gracious. And, uh, you know, they had some star power there with uh, uh, Tiago Splitter and um, and Dominique Wilkins. Yeah. A, a story that I'm always embarrassed to tell, but I like to tell it anyway. Uh, we're getting we're we're about to do we did some interviews. I interviewed Tiago and I actually called it ACE prime because they have the A period C period. It's like they've got the periods in there. So I didn't say it correctly. So oops. But uh, getting ready to interview uh, Dominique Wilkins. And I, I watch Dominique play, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time. And it's like I'm starstruck. Right. It doesn't doesn't happen often, but it happens. And I'm and we're just getting ready to go. And it's all Facebook live. Like it's it's once you go live, that's it. And and I'm just about to start. And I made some excuse to walk back over to Randy because I forgot Dominique's name. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm standing there. It's like he's larger than life, like literally. Right. And I'm standing yeah. next to this guy and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't remember his name. And I knew exactly who he was, of course. And I, so I, I walk and I whisper into Randy's ear. I was like, what? Tell, remind me his name. I can't think of his name. And Randy wasn't in a place to tell, to speak to me because people all around. So I pulled up my phone and I did a quick like Google search and just made sure that, okay, good. I, I had his name in my head, but like, it would have been like, oh, I, oh and I mean, we're here with Michael Jordan. Like how, how much of a jerk would I have been if I, I called him by the wrong name? That was, I, that was the, the biggest deer in headlights moment of my, uh, of my cigar uh, interviewing, cigar interviewing career. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what a jerk. I said, well, the at, wrong least, name. at least you didn't say like, oh, I'm with Carl Malone or I'm, you know, with yeah, Sean exactly. Yeah. You know I mean? Carl Malone was there too. So I could have yeah. said his name and it would have been, you know, it would have made sense, but oh man, oh, yeah. I, I sidestepped that landmine, but I, of course I have to tell everybody about that all the time. I don't know why, but Randy, go ahead. That was just my little anecdote. Well, yeah, no, it, you know, it's it, you said it perfectly, Miguel. You know, we had never heard heard of the the company before. We, obviously, because of the star power, everyone at the at the uh, at the conference was was a buzz about these NBA, you know, a Hall of Famer in, in the building and everything. And I, I remember, you know, we ended up doing an interview with uh, one of the gentlemen there there with uh, with Pichardo. And we walked away, honestly, with very little expectations. We thought, oh, you know, this this could be you know one of those gimmick things. They 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 got some big names, and we walked away with these uh, with these lanceros, uh, with no expectations. We both start smoking the lancero, and both stopped and look at each other. And, Holy crap! We talked about it the rest of the week. It was the best cigar we smoked all week. Um, yeah. So so yeah, we we were instantly really impressed with. Uh, with the with the cigars, with the quality, with the flavor uh, of what they were putting out, so uh, it's, it's exciting. Luciano, to see that. Luciano the yeah. Dreamer, Luciano yeah. Lancero. At the time, yeah. it was the Traveler, right? or the yeah, one of those. But I, I will tell you that um, uh, you know the celebrity thing is um, is interesting because for for them, it's it's the cigar that they put out for some of these guys like Tiago and Adrian Gonzalez and Dominique, and they'll probably have more in the future. But the MXS really kind of stood for. And a lot of the profits went back to their to their charities. The idea was that these guys are successful, but they're not. You may know them as athletes, but in life they're successful with businesses, with giving back. Um, Tiago does a lot of stuff, and and so it's one of those things where they really want to highlight. Yeah, these guys. You may know them, you know, from the NBA court, but the truth is, outside of that, these guys are good guys. They're cigar smokers, and they want to figure out a way to give back. So uh, it's really neat, man. Really, really neat. Yeah, that was that was really cool. Chatting with Tiago was a lot of fun. Um, he was had an NBA career, uh, <clears throat> a successful NBA career. Uh, I didn't know much about him, but 
um, just uh, chatting with him before the interview. He was kind of nervous before we went live. And I was just I was just trying to just calm him down and just chat with him a little bit and uh, talk with him afterwards. Really, really cool dude. Um, very good cigars, as, as we've discussed. But uh, let's talk about this Mil Diaz a little bit. This features the Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, which is one of my personal favorites. Ecuadorian Habano, Ecuadorian Sumatra, two of my favorite rappers. And it's funny, you you said that the original uh, Four Kicks had the Ecuadorian Habano wrapper on it. And given like the, the trajectory of me as a cigar smoker, that was one of my first uh, like big time favorite, favorite cigars. And I think that was the cigar that probably really introduced me to this wrapper and really kind of taught me that this is a, it's just a beautiful, beautiful wrapper that you can do a, a ton of different things with. You can you can smoke a cigar that's got an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper on it and have like a myriad of different experiences. Uh, yes. This particular, yeah, exactly. It's 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 very. You don't want to call it versatile because that almost seems like downplaying it. I don't yeah. know, like like you call him a it, like a super yeah. utility player. He can play every position. He's, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it complements. Milder tobaccos, it complements full-body tobaccos. Yeah. There are wrappers that can get overshined by different tobaccos, but Ecuador Habano tends to be, like you said, Rob, it's a kind of the utility player. It can, and the shades of colors you can get out of it as well are very, can vary dramatically. And it doesn't get shined. You can put a mild cigar, you can put it on a full-bodied cigar and everything in between, and you can still get that richness that you get from that wrapper. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the Mildeus... <clears throat> Number three cigar of the year for the dojo. Uh, it's on all kinds of lists. Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, uh, Nicaraguan binder, uh, fillers from Costa Rica, Nicaragua, and Peru. You don't see a ton of Peruvian tobacco out there. Um, I, For my review, I smoked the Edmundo, which is the, the five and three-eighths by 52. It's like a Toro size. But today, what's what's the one that I'm smoking uh, tonight? This is a, a limited a limited size, right? Yeah, so that's the Mareva, which essentially is a, is a Corona um, and we gave it the name Mareva because in the factories in Cuba, you would refer to the Corona in the factory as a Mareva. And then commercial, you know, every, I would say every Cuban Vitola has two names. They have a name for the factory and then they have the name that is marketed as. So example would be that Leguito number one in the factory, it's known as the Cohiba Lancero uh, when it's sold. So in the factory, a Corona would be referred to as a Mareva. And so that is a size that John Huber holds very near and dear to his heart. John is a guy who plays in that 40 to 50 ring gauge. And so, and really it's funny, John is the one who exposed me back at the CAO days to thinner ring gauges. You know, he'd slap the 660s or the 556s out of my hands and he would give me a Corona and, and say, brother, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you're missing out. And so he's always been a big on that. And so he felt that this particular blend would really great have a great flavor and it would really translate well in that size. And so uh, it's been great. It's a limited edition size uh, and it's out there and I'm glad you guys are getting the opportunity to smoke it. The cigar, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, after you, keep going. Well, so the idea of the cigar, the way it was put together is very interesting. Um, Luciano has a very long history in different businesses and he's from Brazil originally. And one of his backgrounds is being a sommelier. And so when he put this blend together, he put it together um, like you would like you would put maybe you'd pair wine with food. So mm -hmm. the Costa Rican that's in that cigar is a tobacco that actually is very salty. And so that particular tobacco will cause you to salivate. And then the Peruvian tobacco that's in there is actually um, Pero de Oro. And the Pero de Oro is a very subtle, extremely flavorful very hard tobacco to grow, but you would miss it if you weren't salivating enough. So 
he understood that he needed to put something salty in there to help you salivate to really pick up those flavors. Mm. At least for me, I've been in this business 18 years. I've never seen anyone approach a blend that way. And so, uh, and, and what John did, John was the guy behind it, you know, tweaking the blend saying, I want a little more of this, a little bit of that. And at the end of the day, I remember distinctly John calling me saying, dude, I, I, I really think this blend is special. I think this is uh, this is my proudest moment, man. I think this is something really incredible, and so uh, and, and the entire company feels that way. And I know it, it may sound like um, you know, like I'm like I'm just making this up, but in the 18 years I've been in this business, I've been with a few different companies, and we've released a lot of cigars. I will tell you that the Mil Diaz, out of every cigar I've been a part of, every launch I've been a part of, Mil Diaz is by far my favorite cigar. It hits in the medium bodied range in flavor and in strength. So the flavors are more cedary, more nutty. You're not gonna get that hard pepper. You're not gonna get that too strong. And then you get like this, this medium bodied that that gives you that, that, that feeling that you're smoking really nice tobacco, but it's not overly powered or it's not under, you know, too mild. And so for me as a cigar smoker, uh, after tw you know 21 years of cigar smoking, that to me is the perfect expression of what makes my palate want to smoke more and more and more. So um, that's really kind of the story behind Mil Diaz blend that it was the first blend that they worked on, although it was a second release behind Juarez. It was a blend that they continued to work in the background and um, and couldn't be more proud. I mean, the, the, the ratings, the attention is one thing, but the retailers uh, reaction and reorders and consumer interaction has been through the roof. And so it's, it's a great feeling, man. Yeah, that's that's one thing from from our from where we sit, like the ratings and everything are great. But from where you're sitting, it's the ratings are, are awesome. But if it's not selling, it's not selling. Yeah. You know, I mean, you you could give a cigar a 97 all day long. But if nobody's yeah. buying it, you know, it's you know, what are you going to do? But when you have that uh, when when those two things meet, when you really have that that high level of of consumer interest and that high level of critical interest, critical media, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's it really is something special. I don't know if I'm ready to say that this is my favorite crowned head cigar, but it's definitely in the top two or three. That uh, original uh, release of the the Headley Grange drumstick was that's that's a special cigar for me. Uh, yeah, you know, that's that's always going to go down as one of my favorites, and I, I still have like one or two. Of them. I'm I'm like hoarding a couple back in the back of my humidor that I can uh, you know get after uh, hopefully relatively soon but this uh, this Mel Diaz there's just something special and this this particular what's the size called again Mareva 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 I want to say Minerva who's Minerva <laughs> Donnie Minerva what's, what's, Minerva is like a like a the a, goddess a, of something isn't it? like a, a, a Disney bad guy somewhere something like that like the evil queen sounds, is Minerva something like that Randy you like know it You're sounds like you know one of those things you see on the TV. Like, do you have a bad case of Minerva or whatever? Well, you got the Minerva. If you have mild to severe Minerva. What I like about this this cigar is it kind of reminds me of the Epernay from Illusioni, where when you smoke an Epernay, high praise, brother. That means a lot. Thank you. Like I would like before knowing what the wrapper is, I would assume that that's like a Connecticut. It's it's kind of blended down. And I like that this is a, it's a Habano, but it's not giving you that that typical spi uh, cabinet spice Habano taste. It's kind of blended down to almost you know be more in the softer regions of like uh, nuts, buttered nuts and milk, that kind of stuff. So it's kind of cool to see it being like like pushing the boundaries of what the uh, what you expect from the wrapper. 
Yeah, man, I, I think that uh, as we were talking about earlier, that rapper, it's just so you it's it's a rapper that's so popular. I remember the last cigar that I was a part of at CAO was the La Traviata, the original, which had an Ecuador Habana wrapper, and then the La Traviata Maduro came afterwards. And then that's when everybody kind of went their separate ways and 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 really kind of general then went or general cigar kind of really took over crown heads. And and I remember from that point, up to that point, it wasn't a rapper that I really knew much about, you know? And um and so today, I mean that rapper is used on so many different cigars. And uh, it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat, man. It's it's interesting having this is uh, I've smoked the <clears throat> the Edmundo, like I said, the Toro size and smoking. This is um, it has a more intense. It's just more intense yeah. across the board. And yeah. you're going to find that really. I mean, we've been saying this for years and you're probably thinking the same thing is the smaller the ring gauge to an extent, you're going to find just more intense, uh, concentrated flavor. Um, yeah. but, uh, for me that the, the spice on this, the cabinet spice, but also that, that kind of black pepper, it's almost getting into a red pepper on the retrohale is really, yeah. really nice to kind of balance out that flavor. But one thing that from that, from that Edmundo size, and I, I say it like five or six times in my review is, is kind of like a, a spicy cinnamon raisin oatmeal kind of flavor that's in there. It's so good. And it's it's there's a little bit of sweetness, but not too much. There's a little bit of spice, but not too much. And there's that black pepper on the retro hill that really balances everything out. It really is. It's it's a very elegant cigar, and it, it it's it almost feels like when you're smoking it, it tastes like you're smoking something that's like an ultra premium, like a twenty five thirty five dollar cigar that's coming into like a ten ten twelve dollar right. price point. I don't want to speak out of turn. It's around a oh, 10 yeah. ten ten dollar yeah. price point. It, yeah. it smokes. It smokes much more uh, uh, expensive than you think it is. It punches above its weight is is kind of the yeah, way perfect. I, I kind That's of put it. That's a great way to put it. And um, you know th those to me are you know are, are high compliments because um, when someone smokes a cigar and they go, man, you know what? That was worth the ten or twelve dollars that I spent on it. It, you know, that to me says a lot because you guys, you know, you drink beer, you drink scotches and stuff. And when you when you when you get a good beer or a scotch or in my case rum that was very horrible and it tastes beyond what you paid for. You feel like you you found a, you know, a diamond in the rough, you know, and and that's how I kind of feel about Mil Diaz is I think it could punch with some of the 20, 25, $35 cigars that are out there. And and I think it's very affordable, 20 count boxes and 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 the box sales have been really incredible for the retailers. And ultimately that that's what retailers love to see. And and again, the consumers have uh, have definitely come through and supported that cigar. It's funny you talk about boxes and and I'm I'm kind of giving away my entire review. It's coming next week, but uh, <laughs> we uh, purchase purchase recommendation is uh, is one of the things that we include in our reviews and and uh, in my exact quote from from my per I'm looking at my review right now because Jordan hasn't posted it yet. Uh, I'll, did I mention that? I'll edit most of this out. That, you know, it'll did, it'll be. A did I mention it. that Jordan has? <laughs> I, I'm I, I, I'm gonna I'm post it. He's I'm so not. proud that he finally turned one in, and then you didn't post it. <laughs> and I finally did one. No, my my purchase recommendation is this: I'm not usually a box buyer, but I'll make an exception in this case. Like it, it's this is it really is the type of cigar, and and we're waxing a bit too much on this, and I, I don't want to say that we're overdoing it, and maybe we are. It's the number three cigar of the year. Come on. Yeah, I mean, but it, it's the kind of cigar that I could smoke in the morning, afternoon, evening. I could smoke it literally every day. I could smoke it back to back. 
it's uh, it, it really is just a phenomenal, phenomenal cigar. Super complex. Um, and I, in one of the, uh, <clears throat> we also have recommended pairings, and I went with one of my recommended pairings, which is uh, rye whiskey. Uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm sipping on a very specific one. It's the old Overholt, uh, 11 year age rye whiskey, which is not a not a huge brand, but you don't really see a lot of uh, ryes that are aged 11 years. Um, and I was just able to uh, get my hands on this. It's from uh, uh, it's a Pennsylvania, um, uh, born in Pennsylvania, made in Kentucky, as it says on the label. I don't know a ton about the brand, but this uh, this whiskey with this cigar is if we were doing our pairing show, Flavor Odyssey, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, or 6 p.m. Pacific. Shameless plug. Uh, it would, uh, <laughs> no shame in my game, baby. No shame in my game. This would definitely get a, a very enthusiastic thumbs up. So, fantastic cigar, man. Um, there's there's so much more that we could talk about, and we can move on, but uh, I'm, I'm really, really excited. The, the Juarez, too, is I, I've only smoked it once. I really enjoyed it, um, and that's... It, been getting some uh, some some good recognition as well, but I'm really excited to see what comes out of uh, Tobacco Pachardo and has the crown heads name on it in in the future. Absolutely, thank you, man. That, that we have a lot of we have some big plans in the future, and and the way that they work tobacco, the way they age your tobacco, uh, it's it's every factory is so different, and we just happen to be a fan of the way they do it. And and thank you so much for the kind words, man. It means a lot. Yeah, you know, I actually have a. Uh, uh, audience question myself shout out to patrick larkin who provided me this well let's not this, ask this ill <laughs> i mean let's be honest patrick really is kind of a jerk he, he us, <laughs> give he him the middle finger why day. don't you he greets us every day with the middle finger emoji we just call it the larkin now like he's he's established himself as a very negative person so maybe we should just move <laughs> to something that's a bit more positive <laughs> So, uh, well, uh, a special shout out. He's he's got a special place in my heart. He's a he's a great member member of of, uh, of the family around here at Cigar Dojo. Uh, he had shot me a question ahead of this, knowing that you were going to be on, Miguel. And uh, throughout there, some I hadn't actually seen is apparently you guys did, uh, for lack of a better term, a bit of a Churchill in the Mill DS. And he was wondering if that's going to uh, come into the line long term, or is was that just a test run, or what's the story with this? Uh, Seven and one eighth by forty nine Vitola. Well, you know that uh, is is the Promenante size, uh, is what you would call it at the factory level. The Promenantes, which is a classic Cuban Vitola, you kind of have Churchill Promenantes, and then you have the double um, or the double Corona or uh, double Corona is Promenantes. Um, it is it is uh, a cigar that John John's been working on. I'll just say this: John's working on this blend on a lot of different sizes and. You, you know, look, you have to be very conscious about how, how much shelf space you got to think about retailers and what you make available. But one of the things that we love doing is doing small runs, short runs of sizes that maybe aren't necessarily going to be selling all year long. But we love doing like the Mareva, which is great for the wintertime, the cooler months. And then the Promontis the, the, the or, or that, that size is going to be great for the summer. And so all I can say is, is, um, is there'll be more information to come down the line, but uh, it will be available soon. Ooh, this is, I'll, I'll, I'll speak on this. This is one of those blends. I didn't realize that that size even existed. So uh, a, a Larkin to Larkin, but um, <laughs> that, this is- Well, well this that, is, that's how it was just shown on, on social media, on John's oh, uh, social media. So it's not, there's just, been no information been about teased. it. Teasers, teasers, we're all about the teasers around here. Um, 
that this particular blend, and I'm I'm not a big Churchill guy, uh, or uh, what was the what was the side Churchill from? Oh, it, 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 it's really a double. It's really a double Corona. Forty nine is a double Corona. Okay. Uh, a Churchill would be more of a forty seven. So kind of. But a we're, we're talking about a two hour, two hour fifteen, two hour two and a half hour uh, smoke. Um, I could probably make that last three hours because I, I smoke and talk a lot. But uh, that is, this is the type of blend that I could see really, really shining in that. Because, it, like I said earlier, this is one where I would want to go back to back with this particular cigar. And if I don't have to go back to back, I just throw out, uh, you know, one, I pick up one cigar and I can smoke that for two and a half hours. It, there's so much going on in this blend. It's so. Um, it's so complex that you can really you can get into the weeds with some of the flavors. If you really want to get into it, you can start talking yeah. about all kinds of different stuff. And that would be that would be just be a treat to smoke that for three hours. What I, I think is great for people to do is to pick up the, the the four core sizes: Corona Gorda, the Edmundo, the Double Robusto, the Sublime, and then to pick up the Mareva, and then to pick up this soon to be uh, more information and really this blend um, to really. Try them out in all the different vitolas, and to really understand how this blend, how ring gauges and lengths can really play into this cigar, and the way the cigar was created, with the saltiness and the sweet and the, you know, all these different things, it really is, man, it's it's, there's a lot to that blend, you know what I mean? And I feel very similar to, I feel very similar to the way that Capa Especial is as well, because I feel like Capa could go a lot of different ways as well. You know, not every blend lends itself to do thinner ring gauges or bigger ring gauges um and and you know look in the mildias we did a, a you know 54 ring gauge i think that's the biggest we're ever going to go because i think that blend kind of doesn't really lend itself to anything bigger than that and so john having the love of the old vitolas the old school 40 you know 40 ring gauge vitolas i think john's got a lot of fun a lot of ways he can play with those different sizes and and just as a as a way to for people to get out there collect the different sizes um, you know, much like we did as we were kids collecting uh, baseball cards, another baseball reference there. Um, you can collect the different ones, and, and, and really they're all very different uh, from each other, but they all share the same DNA. Miguel, I'm a, I'm a 1987 Tops guy. That 1987 oh, Tops was the, was the wood, yeah the woodies that that was that was this that was the year that really got, 1986 baseball 87 Tops that was the year that. I blame that for all of my – I collect a lot of different things, some stuff that's kind of regular like cigars and whiskey and some stuff that's kind of weird like, uh, I don't know, like action figures, that kind of thing. I collect a little bit of everything, and I blame it all on 1987 Tops. So, so <laughs> Rob, Rob, if I could just bond with you for a minute. I <laughs> do it. Six Uh-oh. Just, it, Jordan, if uh, you could take Randy off the screen, we're going to have a moment here. <laughs> In 86, I bought my first, well, my parents bought me my first baseball cards mm. and just a few. 87, uh, which were, you may, I don't know if you know this, Rob, but 87 tops was an ode to a style they did in the 50s. And that, and that, in that card series back in the 50s, they called it the Woodies because it was supposed to look like there's wood in the background. And it actually kind of looked like wood. But what the 87 was, it looked like the paneling in your grandmother's basement that is the farthest yes. thing from wood. And that 87 
top set is what made me a collector. I collect some um, some action figures. I collect uh, some baseball memorabilia. I collect a lot of Reds baseball memorabilia. In fact, I have I have another Instagram that's just dedicated to my uh, baseball Reds collection. And um, and the prized possession are um, T206. I have the full collection mm. of T206 Cincinnati Reds uh, baseball cards from 1909 to 1911. And you know those were inserted in in cigarette packs back yeah. then. Uh, and so, you know, I'm in the tobacco industry. And so in my collecting world too, I, I collect quite a bit. The one thing I don't collect is cigars. I smoke them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't give me a cigar and tell me to hold on to it for five years. And that's not going to happen. You know, it's funny, man. The, 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 the one person I can think uh, of in this industry that would say like, why do you still have that cigar is John Huber. And I mm-hmm. think he actually said that to me. At one point, I still had the first year that the uh, that the uh, the mule kick came out. I think it was 2012 was the mule kick. And I still and this must have been like two or three years ago. And I was like, oh, I still have some of those. And John's like, why? <laughs> why do you still have that cigar? Because it's I mean, you know, they still smoke great, but they were even better like four or five years ago. You know, it's, yeah. it's one of those things yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the right way to think about it. Don't collect cigars. I have, I mean, we all end up with these gigantic humidors, and there's, I have more cigars in my humidor right now than I could smoke in the rest of my life. But it's, you know, they're, they're sometimes they're not meant to be uh, collected and like looked at. Like let's like baseball cards, we can collect them, we can look at them because that's really all you can do. But with cigars, sometimes just just smoke those bad boys man because it's you're gonna miss you're missing a great opportunity they look great in your humidor you know they're they're 15 years old but they're not going to taste the same way that they did uh when they when they first came out but that's those t206 if i mean for those of you the the uninitiated in the crowd uh those t206 that's uh, that's old school baby that is that's the hannes wagner uh, yep, yep. You, know, you know, we're talking about selling for millions of dollars, and I, I don't have a single T206 in my collection. I've got some old stuff, but nothing like that. But uh, it, it, 1987 tops always reminded me of 1960. Is it, I think it was 62 tops that had that kind of wood paneling. And I, I, mm-hmm. I for a while there, I was trying to put together a set of graded uh, 1962, and I realized this is just a fool's errand. I'm just going to keep the ones I like and just not not to try to collect all of them because it's so many. But, um, yeah, we, we could talk about this for hours. Randy, save us from the baseball discussion. <laughs> oh, so glad. Save us, Randy. So <laughs> well, we can uh, keep going. I mean, Miguel and I, I feel like we were separated at birth, man. We just absolutely. have so much in common. And, uh, I mean, one of my favorites, we, we chat all the time. We've got a, a, a little baseball uh, Facebook uh chat uh facebook messenger group that we uh with you know some more uh, cigar guys some cigar uh media guys and we just kind of throw things back and forth at each other but we have a lot of fun with it but uh randy i am i said save us now i've bought you enough time to think of something to talk about uh go ahead save us from this well i was actually going to talk about a little bit because we have some upcoming news i i don't want to uh wait too long because uh, we did have a big announcement here this last week as we are going into season three of Flavor Odyssey. As we're getting close to the end of the show, I wanted to just throw throw out there, make sure that everybody uh, heard the uh, pairing for this coming week. Uh, Rob and I are working really hard to get ahead of these pairings and make sure that uh, you don't have to wait till Rob's live every Monday. And uh, I like and so, my live because you never do them. <laughs> like, like, I'll never write reviews. 
but you never do lives. <laughs> well, it, it, it is it is a fun one. You know, uh, Miguel, I don't know if you get a chance to follow along with uh, Flavor Odyssey, but, you know, like last season we focused on cigars by the wrapper, and we're, we're changing it up a little for season three, and we're going to go into some of the flavored components that you find in both cigars and beverages. And so we're going to be uh, pa- doing these pairing groupings by some of the most predominant flavor elements. And so we're going to start it all off with the flavor of earthy. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something that we're going to try and uh, play around with. Rob and I are really excited about it as, uh, you know, we always focus on the cigars. And, uh, you know, again, the wrappers in, in season two, we talked about uh, beer and cigars in season one. Uh, so we're going to stay with uh, multiple libations. We're going to be including whiskeys and rums and all kinds of different libations, including not alcoholics. Uh, and so for next Wednesday, January 27th, 9. Oh, oh Randy. Why did, why did we lose Randy? There we audio? go. He's back. What happened? Is he, is he back? <laughs> he's, not, he's not back. I he's he muted just, himself. Well, there he, he is. No, I think Jordan's muting me. I, I see it somebody on the bottom somebody of got excited on the keyboard. Hit some kind of button. <laughs> so we, we're, we're going to be uh, focusing on the flavor component of Earthy for the first segment of Season 3 on Flavor Odyssey starting on January 27th at 9 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays. And for our first pairing, we are going to be smoking the Hoya de Nicaragua, Connecticut, with a matcha green tea highball. What? Which, uh, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. We're, 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 we are we're so getting, far we're getting weird. with this one, baby. It is... It is, I mean, the cocktail is like bright green. <laughs> I, and, and it's it's the, it's the Hoya de Nicaragua, uh, Antonio, Connecticut, just to be, to be, oh, to be nice. very specific. Very specific, uh, yes. yes. That's a, a very good cigar, uh, and we're going to uh, jump in. with This cocktail is very interesting. Randy, do we share the uh, what the cocktail consists of? Uh, I don't think we have, but we will definitely we, be we putting that out on the Cigar Dojo uh, uh, interwebs and on Dojoverse as well. Uh, stay on there. Yeah, we'll, we'll be happy to share the uh, cocktail that we'll be using. I actually picked mine up. I think you're going with the Hibiki, if I'm not mistaken, Rob, you told me. I, I picked up this. Uh, perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I bought the Centauri myself for, for this one. Got myself a, a pouch of uh, of matcha green tea powder uh i i'm a bit of a, a tea fan but i've never done the matcha powder uh but uh it's supposed to be one of the most earthy uh flavored beverages out there i pitched that we do tea because we were supposed to be doing more non-alcoholics and i was like yeah let's see let's if there's any cocktails <laughs> <laughs> i mean guys can you know they can do without the without the yeah, whiskey we, if they we want. can i mean if we can put some whiskey in there japanese whiskey to be very specific uh, let's let's do it, and that's that's going to be a very very interesting pairing. I'm really excited, Randy. You're ahead of me. I have not picked up my whiskey or my uh, matcha uh, powder yet, but that is uh, very very <laughs> interested and excited about that. It's it's so. I mean, we we wanted to to let you guys know that we're this this season. I mean, we 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 think of of Flavor Odyssey as a as a, a flavor show for cigar smokers. It's not really a cigar show. It's not really, and it's more for not really a pairing show. I mean, it is, but it, but it, we, we want to get more into the specific flavor side of things. And uh, the we're, we're kicking it off with this matcha. It's very, very different than what we've done in the past. And uh, we're really, really excited about it. So, Randy, thank you for that. Uh, Miguel, 
we're, we're getting towards the uh, to towards the end of the show here. Is there is there anything you wanted to talk about that we haven't really touched on yet? I know we talked about a, a lot of the um, we spent a lot of time in the Mildias, which obviously it, it's the number three cigar of the year for the dojo. It's on all kinds of lists. And well, it, it deserves the amount of time that we spent. But anything else we want to talk about? Any, anything well, else we want know, to touch I mean, on? Two, two quick things. I mean, one, I you know I tell uh, if people really like Neil Diaz and they like Juarez, I would definitely tell people to reach out and check out some of the uh, the uh, product that is being made for themselves uh, at Pichardo. And I'm smoking right now the Pichardo um, Re- Reserva Familiar San Andreas. It also comes in a Habano and comes in a hybrid Connecticut as well. Um, obviously, you know, Pichardo or uh, Luciano had the Traveler and they followed up very successfully with the Dreamer, which is a beautiful Lancero. These cigars are getting more and more exposure out there to get they're getting in more and more humidors. So I would definitely tell people check out um, Ace Prime Cigars online, check out their social media. And um, and if you like crown heads, I think I think you'll you'll really love, respect and really um, want to take that journey through their blends as well. So um, everybody out there, definitely check out Ace Prime Cigars and their MXS line and, and Luciano and Pichardo stuff. And, and uh, you know, the Classico Pichardo is, is getting some great ratings out there. So I hope people can get out there and experience that. Um, the other thing I want to say is I, I love what you guys do on Flavor Odyssey, man. You know, one of the things that I love doing is when I meet other cigar smokers, I like to know what they like to drink. And sometimes that's IBC, you know, IBC root beer. Um, sometimes yeah. it's it's coffee. Sometimes it's liquor. Sometimes it's beer. And I always ask the same question. If, if a lot of people have met me at different uh, accounts, I always ask them. I go, man, if I'm in your if I'm in your backyard and we have a fire pit going, I want to know three things. I want to know what you're drinking, what you're smoking, and what music is playing. Mm-hmm. And I think that always kind of lets me in a little bit on their world. You know, maybe it's it's Miles Davis, maybe it's Wu Tang Clan, maybe it's <laughs> IBC root beer, maybe it's it's Scotch, maybe you know it's a mild cigar, full body. I think those three things really tell you a lot about the smoker. And what I love about your guys' show, Flavor Odyssey, is that you kind of dig into that and and say, hey. You know, try this or try that, and 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 it really kind of opens up people to maybe outside of their comfort zone, and saying, "Hey, man, there are so many flavors that that happen to pair well, that just go really well together. It doesn't always have to be this or that. That flavors, just like liquor and all these other things that we enjoy, music. There's such a vast array out there, and sometimes when you find what I call the right trilogy, the right thing on the radio, the right cigar, and the right drink." you're in that odyssey. You're in that flavor odyssey of what cigar smoking is about, man. Well, we're using that for awesome. our next uh, pitch on our next flavor Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show. Can yeah. we get that as a drop? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Thank, thank, you, thank you for that. that those, are, those are very kind words. And, and Randy, let's, let's just, I think I know the answer to at least the music portion of this. You're sitting out in your backyard right now, fire pit going. What are you drinking? What are you smoking? What are you listening to? Jordan, prepare uh, yourself because I'm going to ask you too. Ah! Well, I, I, you know, unfortunately, I, I, I don't like to. No, very fortunately, I don't like to limit myself. So I'm, I'm probably double fisted. I've, I've got myself a, uh, a brown beer, one way or another. If, if we're talking about a, a porter or a brown ale, um, I'm, I'm also gonna have a, uh, probably a rye whiskey uh, sitting right next to it. I'm gonna be smoking some, something in between. Uh, you know, the, uh, the color of a habano all the way to a maduro, and there's likely. 
maybe a little Jurassic Five, maybe a little bit of dilated peoples go, going on. Oh. You, you know, got, got that oh. deep rhythm going on, and uh, yeah, that that's my happy place right there, man. Ooh. A little far side in there too, maybe. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> Jordan, what about you? Um, you know, I I I gotta go with the Mildias right now. Um, I'm I'm smoking the Mildias. I'm drinking uh, Old Forester Hunter Proof. Uh, I'm listening to Manchester Orchestra. Uh, and you know, I like Randy's idea of the, you know, you gotta have two drinks. It's, it's a, it's a necessity. Yep. And I, maybe I'll, I'll go with like a Weldworks, like kettle sour of some sort. Mm. You do like the kettle sours. So uh, Weldworks makes some really they, good beer. They kill it with the kettle sours. Miguel, what about you, man? I know, I know one of the drinks is rum. What else you got? <laughs> well, well, I also double fist. So to me, the perfect experience is sitting down with either a four kicks and now Mil Diaz. Four Kicks was was it for me. I mean, even when I worked at other companies, Such a good cigar. and Four Kicks to me is just it, it it lends itself to what I like to drink. So I have two cocktails. I will have rum neat, a really nice well aged mm. rum neat. It could be Sacapa. It could be um, a, a well aged Don Q. Mm. It could be a Diplomatico. And then I'll usually will have some kind of rum cocktail, a Hurricane or a Zombie or something. Um, and then. Because I'll do the sweet drink first, and then I will the second half of the cigar. I will drink my rum uh, neat, and then believe it or not, on the radio, baseball game, listening to the Reds, and unfortunately, Marty Brenneman is is retired. But Marty Brenneman's voice on the radio, calling a Reds game, me next to a fire pit with the four kicks, with my two rum drinks. That to me is the closest thing to heaven on earth. So I, I've got some rum cocktails for you. Have you have you ever tried an old Cuban? Oh yeah. No. Oh, no. you gotta try try the old. Look up the old Cuban. Okay. It is it's uh it's it's aged rum. There's some lime, mint leaves, uh, bitters. Fantastic, fantastic. It's Excellent. it's similar to a mojito, but it's uh it's got a a a, a bit more uh, it's a bit more refined. I yeah, less sweet. Yeah. Less sweet, more yeah. Yeah, yeah. G- give that one a shot. Uh, for me, it. it Miguel, you're speaking my language. If if I could have, like, we're talking fantasy land, right? I'm going to be in my yard. I'm going to have, I would probably be smoking this Mil DS, maybe the Crown, uh, the, uh, the Four Kicks, with this uh, old uh, Overholt uh, straight rye, because this is very, very tasty. And I would love to have a game on the radio where I'm listening to, it's John Miller and Vin Scully calling the game. Ooh. I don't care who's playing. Yeah. It doesn't even yeah. matter who's playing. Give me those two yeah. voices tell them, talking to me about baseball. But if, if we're going with music, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to side with Randy. J5 has been playing a lot at the brewery rate, uh, lately, Ooh. which uh, that's uh, Jurassic 5 is is, uh, is near and dear to me. Maybe a little most deaf uh, in there. Some, most uh, deaf, uh, most Black deaf, Star. Most deaf. Black Star, Bla- Star Yeah, baby. Black Star, oh, most yeah. deaf, and Talib Kweli maybe a little bit. Uh, if you re- I mean, if depending – it, it, like the sun is setting, maybe I've got some uh, Miles Davis flamenco sketches going. That's maybe one of the best jazz songs ever what? recorded. Uh, oh, come on, uh, bitches! Bitches Brew to me is also oh, a great soundtrack yeah, for smoking that's, cigars. That's 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 an aggressive album. It is. Uh, it's it's that takes some time to get used to. You got you got to listen to that more than once. Yes, but you do. Uh, yeah, Miles really it just touches part of my soul that, that nobody else can really yeah. touch. Yeah. Um, it is, uh, that's a special thing, but having that fire pit Yeesh. going and, uh, it's, don't make it weird. 
You don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to know about where you're being touched. Don't don't make it weird. It's this 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 is a spiritual thing. We're t- we are, uh, but no, this is see it, going I, to church. Yeah, no, church. I, I love that we. I mean, so many different. Uh, we all have very different backgrounds. We come from very different places, very different experiences, but we all love the same stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that to me is is really what uh, cigar smoking really kind of is all about. You could be a cigar lounge, and this is a cliche at this point where you could have a a hedge fund broker to your right and uh, and a janitor to your left, and you all have something in common. And uh, not to no, nobody's better than anybody else. It's just we're all here enjoying the same thing. And that's one of the things I think is beautiful about this industry. But uh, you know, with, just say something along with what you just said, Rob, is that when you think about cigars, a lot of times we think about. I think people like to kind of people who don't smoke cigars. They like to make cigars that oh, it's a big lawyer smoking an expensive cigar and this. But in reality, if you really get down to what cigars are. Um, and you get down to Nicaragua, Honduras, Dominican, or Cuba, and you meet the farmers, the people that are wearing the overalls, and and they're 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 touching the earth, and it's it's going to the factory. And when I say factory, it doesn't the factory of what we think in the United States, like a car being built. These factories are basically hand on. It's just a building, and people are working with their hands. Very little technology, and and really, when you think about cigar itself, it's really a very blue collar working man's crop and that is what i like to remember when i smoke cigars is is that beyond the fancy bands the fancy packaging the backstories ultimately what we're smoking is really a very kind of hands in your hands in the earth farmer type of product and and i think that's what makes cigars beautiful man absolutely we we, we could we could go on for hours about how uh i mean i mean cigars are just it's it's when you go into a cigar factory, you're going back in time. It hasn't changed yeah, much yeah. in the last yeah. 100, 150 years. Yep. Um, it's it's still the people who can and they can look at a tobacco and they smell the tobacco. There's there's no there's no algorithm that figures out mm-hmm. what uh, what makes a good cigar. It is but there should be touching. somebody work on that, please. Yeah, well that's that's what you're working on. I understand that, but it's it's <laughs> I mean it's it, it's touch, it's feel, it's smell, it's it's no. so it's so basic, and I don't want to say basic. I don't mean that in a tactile. negative. Tactile, yeah. yeah, tactile. Thank you. It's it's hashtag it's so, basic. Uh, yeah, it gets back to <laughs> just, just kind of our, our, our core as as human beings, really. And I mean, yeah, we, we may be getting into a little hyperbole at this point, so maybe it's time to wrap it up. But but um, hold on, uh, hold oh, on. Well, you can go, go on with your that. thoughts, but I I want to mention before you before we finish that uh, guys, there's a crowned heads. Badge now available yes, how did I forget to on Dojoverse. You start smoking your crown heads out the wazoo, and you're gonna start leveling up in that crown heads badge on Dojoverse. That's a brand new badge. Yeah. Like, as of the last brand week. new last week. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. we're very we're very honored to be a part of that, you guys. When I saw it, I got really excited and geeked out, man. I was sharing it with everybody, and I said, man. Get on there, earn that badge. I think the, that is so cool, man. And again, it's just one of those things that you know, Cigar Dojo is more than a show. It's more than an app. It's more than a website. It's really a community, and that's what I love about the badges. And um, it's just so cool, man. And so we thank you guys for letting us be a part of that, man. Beautiful, beautiful. Well said, Miguel. Thank you so much for being generous with your time. We really appreciate it. Um, and thank you uh, for bringing these uh, fantastic cigars into our humidors and 
this is this is a perfect opportunity. If you haven't smoked Four Kicks, if you haven't smoked Headley Grange, I mean, go back and check out these cigars. They've been around for a while, and maybe that makes them feel old. They've been around for a while for a reason, because they're yeah. really, really good. So go back and check out some of those cigars if you haven't. Um, and if you really, if you haven't smoked the Mildias, the uh, the Kappa Special Four Kicks, definitely check those out. Randy, this is this the first time you smoked the Kappa Special? No, this is a this is actually the first time I've got the the Sublime, and I, I like that Miguel. I always call these the Sublime. I speak Spanish, man. I should I should, I should, I should better. I, I'm uh, embarrassed for you. Like, what's what's happening? Yeah, no, I, I'm excited about this one. Uh, I, I'm actually planning a box buy tomorrow. I was kind of going back and forth between the Robusto and the Corona. Uh, I, I think I'm gonna have to go with the uh, the smaller ring gauge and check out a a, a box of those uh, Coronas tomorrow. But, uh, but yeah, man, I'm absolutely loving this. Again, I told you, I'm, I'm a huge uh, Sumatra fan. I know we spent a lot of time uh, on the Mill DS because it was the number one, uh, number three cigar of the year, pardon me. Uh, but number eight, you know, uh, you know, it's a top 10 list. You know, it's the smallest list that's, you know, relevant in the game. And so to have two placements on there, again, congratulations to Crown Heads. Super excited. Thank you for uh for sponsoring the badge. A lot of us uh, on Doja are really excited to go out and get that badge. Uh, Patrick Larkin's made three or four desperate attempts to have us mention that he's a level three. <laughs> he's a level three. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's, nice. He's like the unofficial, officially unofficial uh, representative of crowned heads on the uh, Dojo verse. So <laughs> Absolutely. just, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Shout out to that guy, man. I love it. <laughs> this this was a lot of fun, Jordan. Do we do we have a do we have a guest lined up for next uh, Friday? Do we want to talk about, or are we, we going to get into that? Uh, Michael Herglutz. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, Perfect. coming talking about his new project. Uh, nice. That's very exciting. Obviously, everybody's followed along as Nat Nat Sherman uh, closed, and uh, I, I think a lot of people are excited to see what the next chapter in in his story is, is going to be. And so, yeah, that's going to be fantastic next Friday. Definitely tune in and uh, and hear about what what they've got in store for us for for the upcoming year. One of the coolest Amazing. dudes. Oh, in yeah. the like well, super well dressed. There's no super one, of, one of absolutely, but one of the great. In such a, he's still very young, but he's such a great ambassador for this industry. Where you almost feel like he's been around longer than he is age. You know, he's a right. great ambassador for this business, and I will be tuning in next week to to catch up and see what Mike's been up to. Awesome, awesome, yeah. New project coming. That's very, very cool. Uh, we'll be back uh, next Friday with Smoke Night Live. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, Randy and I won't be there. But uh, <laughs> Master Sensei will be back. Uh, he will be back after his uh, his secret spy mission that he is currently on. Again, we can't tell you where he is. It's it, it is it's sabbatical. So yes, it's like like I mean, we don't want to have to be called in to testify, and I don't want anybody to be subpoenaed. <laughs> so we, we can't really get into where he's at. Uh, but uh, and you can catch Randy and I every Wednesday on uh, Flavor Odyssey. We'll be back this Wednesday with a very, very unique pairing as we kick off season three. Uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in for Smoke Night Live. Everybody have a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to each other. It doesn't cost you a dime. And as we all know, never, never smoke, smoke alone. alone. Cheers, everybody. Is it fast? Oh, it's fast. What about the options? What about the options? It's got all the options. But, like, what about price? It's got to be expensive. Not expensive at all, man. JR's got the greatest deals on cigars and accessories. Check it out. Oh, wow. Look at these. Oh, look at that deal.
price. What are you guys doing with my car? Your car? I thought this was your car. I thought it was your car. Why would it be my car? I don't know. It's not again. We'll get out, but I'm taking this with a JR on the go. No matter whose car you're in, JR Cigar is there for you.